As the end of the year draws near, it is good to take time and reflect on one's journey, the ups, the downs, and the in-betweens. It is good to thank the Lord for his blessings and identify where we need to make further strides in our walk with him. Today, I will share my thoughts about the last year and offer encouragement to my brothers and sisters in Christ who may be experiencing similar situations. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another exciting episode of the Paradigm Switch podcast with our hosts, Avon and Alex. We seek to encourage our heavenly family in Christ to renew their minds and to think right side up. The key to victory is knowledge, and it is our hope that through sharing our personal testimonies, struggles, and triumphs, it will help you continue your walk with Christ. The Bible says we are new creatures in Christ, but in order for us to emerge anew, we first have to think anew. Enjoy the episode. Oh, hello, Paradigmers. You're listening to a new episode of The Paradigm Switch. We are the number one Christian podcast on earth and heaven's favorite podcasters. And this is where we encourage our heavenly family in Christ to renew their minds to think right side up. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Like, follow, share, leave a comment. We like to read them. And if you have any questions, we'll get back to you on those. And I'm one of your co-hosts, Alex. And with me is Avon. Hey, everybody. And it is nice to be back in town after traveling all the time. What state did you visit this time? I was in Kentucky. And I have to go back to Kentucky. Next was there chicken good? You know, Kentucky Fried Chicken. I actually had catfish. You had catfish? I feel like, well, I don't know anything about Kentucky. So every time I think of Kentucky, that's all I think about, Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> they have one of those in the airport that I was at. But no, it was good. I liked uh, the fried fish. And it will be good to go back. Hopefully it won't be as cold. Uh, but I... I'm not hopeful because it's now December. Anyway, uh, we are, you know, in the month of December now, and so Christmas holidays are coming up, and so I think at the end of the year, it's just a good time to, you know, reflect on one's journey over the year with Christ, and where did we grow, where did we stumble, you know, where, where were the challenges, what did we do to overcome them, are we still uh, going through a storm, you know, just, yeah. uh, you know, get those reflect on on where you are, where you want to be, and try to make plans on how you want to get there. And so for today's episode, you know, we thought that I would talk about my journey over the last year, uh, about its uh, ups and downs and the in-betweens and, you know, how life had has been pretty smooth at some points, but then other times there were some challenges. And- how would you say overall, if you could say in one word, 2020 what 20 I said 2020 2021 was for you if you can say it in one word unexpected unexpected okay yeah and I say this because there well maybe that is even the wrong word I don't know a dichotomy maybe that's the better okay explain that okay so on the one hand I have experienced pretty incredible professional success this year. Mm-hmm. And I've seen my um, position go up and my responsibilities go up and been very successful at what I've been able to accomplish in, professionally. Uh, but then, you know, you have this other end where there have been some really tough challenges where I've, you know, dealt with false accusations, yeah. uh, where I have dealt with uh, a fairly... Uh, in my, I mean, it was pretty awful personal disappointment in my personal life. Mm-hmm. It's been uh, 
certainly a, a challenge working through all of these things, um, but also remembering that God is in control throughout all of this. And, and I have seen his hand with regard to the uh, false accusations that were made against me. Yeah, I remember that. I remember when you called me about that and you were just like, you won't believe what happened. I know, it was horrible. Yeah, but, you know, God, actually, you know, God worked it out in the sense, you know, separated you from it. I don't know if you want me to say that it happened. Well, let's just say that it that it happened, you know, back in uh, the summertime. Yeah. And, and, it, and it took some months to resolve and it was a little bit of a challenge uh, just given everything that had come of that it was very stressful for a long you know when time. i saw in this situation god was able to work it out with you you know for you without you having to do anything yes he you was. didn't even have to do anything and i think that's a message in itself that with false accusations when you actually didn't do something because some people think they're falsely accused when they actually did do it and they just don't want to admit it <laughs> right but you actually had a situation where you were falsely accused and you didn't do it and I think the beauty of being a believer, you know, under God's protection is you don't even have to lift a finger. God fought your battle for you. And you he did. Even, yeah. He, he did. And and I'll say, you know, it caused a, a lot of turmoil, as you know, and uh, it was very stressful for a long time. And the future appeared to be uncertain at points. And, you know, I had to to deal with anger at the individual who made these but but realize you know we as believers are called to forgive others and i can't let my anger justifiable or not be going into sin so mm -hmm. you know i have to let that go and then just continue to do my best in in life and uh, try to improve on on points that you know, maybe I, you know, because you take time when you, you get these accusations, right? And you really reflect, even if they're false, you're like, did I really do this? Is that really the case? Was that really a case? Yeah. And and sometimes during these self-reflection periods, you can identify uh, areas you can continue to work on, even though at the end, I came to the conclusion that these accusations were not correct. Mm -hmm. uh, but still, I, I found, you know, maybe there are still some things that I can work to improve on. And of course, it's always good to practice forgiving other people, yeah. <laughs> because that is a really important part of, of Christian's life, you know, because uh, if you don't forgive people, uh, God is going to look at you and be like, you know, I, I'm going to not. Uh, yeah, you know, it's hard. You know, you, 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 know, you block your prayers, you know, it can block yeah. you spiritually. I was going to ask, you know, from that experience of being falsely accused, what's the lesson that you learn from that? Because I feel like sometimes, you know, when we go through hard things in life, you know, there's a lesson to be learned from it. Yeah. Well, I think, as you said, that God acted and I didn't do very much. And that's the case. And, and one verse in particular comes back to me after all this time. And that is in Exodus 14, 14, uh, which says, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Mm-hmm. Only need to be still. Yeah. And he'll fight for you. And I will say, not to throw you under the bus, I, um, I do remember you wanted to run. From that situation. I did want to leave the situation, yeah, yes. I remember you were very upset and you wanted to run. And I remember I was telling you, because I've you know, i had similar situations in my life where you know I was falsely accused and people would come after me and say things about me. And I did the, I, you know, I, I wanted to do the same thing, run away and just, you know, just remove myself from the situation entirely. And right. God they, blocked me and I had to stay there. Yeah, and, and I think that's what happened to me. So yeah, I did want to remove myself from the situation. I was angry. I was not. Uh, pleased 
with any of this. I didn't want to continue to be subjected to these circumstances, and and I didn't, you know, want to... um, you want to remove yourself, like a human response. You want to remove yourself from situations where you get angry. Yeah, right? it just you—it's kind of a defense mechanism and a way of trying to make sure things don't further deteriorate. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I wanted to remove myself from the circumstances, but God—he uh, did not allow that. Yeah, he and didn't. you got the victory out of it too. And I was ultimately vindicated at the end of all of this. And I've been able to move past this, uh, I think, stronger than before. Mm-hmm. So it has been, a, it was an interesting time uh, when it comes comes to that. Uh, you know, though, I had meant to talk about the good things first <laughs> before the challenges. <laughs> well, uh, we're just going with the flow. You know? Yeah, we can go with the flow. And it's, you know what? So in the in this circumstance, right, and also over this year in 2021, at least in the United States, we have seen, I think, Economic circumstances become quite challenging. We've mm-hmm. seen uh, inflation. We've seen supply chain problems, shortages of food. We've seen high unemployment. We've seen rising gas costs, rising cost of living, uh, rising rents, housing prices, is all of that. Uh, so it's, it can be challenging. But and, and so in the midst of difficult circumstances like this, I have found that it is extremely important to remember to practice the concept of thanksgiving. And I know we talked about this literally just two weeks ago on this show with with Mm -hmm. the humility episode, but I think, you know, this year has just reinforced to me uh, how fragile life circumstances are and how important it is to never take for granted what God has blessed you with and to be thankful for Mm -hmm. his graciousness and his provision in your life. Do those kind of like inflation things kind of affect you or anything? Did you have to adjust? I know because I know a lot of um, my friends and stuff had to adjust with a lot of the economic changes and stuff um, and everything and kind of like cut back in certain areas or, you know, did you have to do anything special or? Uh, I have reduced some expenditures. Uh, For example, I cut cable television okay it's very expensive you were never really a, a TV i never person. really i never really was a tv person though so it wasn't that big of a deal to uh-huh. me honestly but but it was something you know to to save um money you know something to do uh i again have been blessed with a with a job where i have been able to weather this fairly well mm-hmm. i i know some people in our audience may not be in that situation so again that is a reason i am very thankful for where I am, you know, Thanksgiving. Um, but I have, I have noticed, you know, the, the higher prices with the grocery store going out to eat. I have to, I think in the future, I will probably need to come back on, on that. Some mm-hmm. just, I can see this continue to go up, but I think it is important to remember uh, in these difficult circumstances that God does provide for his people. And I want to, uh, well, I guess we'll we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> what? Was, the 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 situation in which at one point I didn't have very much money and God called me to give financially and despite not having a lot of money, he got me through that period and met all my needs and mm-hmm. I did not go without uh, food or shelter. But we'll talk about that next time. So, I guess that's uh, some encouragement to individuals who are going through the difficult financial situation. If you do trust God with your life, with your finances, I do think he helps you get through that. I think one of the tricks of the enemy, like when you kind of mentioned about the whole giving aspect, you know, God's way is, is really weird. God's way of doing things is weird. God says, if you want more, you have to give, which doesn't make sense 
to like the natural mind. Yeah, counterintuitive. Yeah, to say like, if I want more, I have to give. But in God's system and the way he operates is, you know, a lot of, because I know a lot of people, if they're having financial pressures, they'll cut back in their tithes and offering for one. Yes. Which God expects of his people to be faithful in their giving. Because, you know, the Bible talks about when you give your tithes and offering, you know, regularly, faithfully, God would open up the windows of heaven. And that's kind of your guarantee for God to supply your needs. And that's a testament of faith. And I think we've talked about, you know, on a giving episode, you have to go back and look for it. When we talked about kind of the financial aspect of when you give, it's a, it's a faith step to say like, right. I'm trusting in you that God, you'll supply my needs. Cause that scripture that says my God shall supply all my needs. It says it's according to his riches and glory, not based on your salary or from what you're able to, you know, wise up or to gather anything. No, it's based on God, what God has access to. And God literally owns everything that exists. So one way or another, God is going to supply your needs. You know, I always think about, you know, Elisha, Elijah, mm-hmm. I think it was Elijah. No, Elijah. I always get them mixed up. It's Elijah. Uh, Elijah, how God was able to feed him and had the ravens drop off yeah. you know, food for him. You know, if God can do that with an Old Testament believer, surely for us who are New Testament believers under the covenant of Jesus Christ, God would do so much more because we're under a better, better covenant. So um, I just wanted to throw that in there with the whole, you know, giving aspect and just talking about, you know, him um, protecting you during those tough times like you were talking about how God did it for you. Yeah, he did, and and now I've been blessed, I think, given where I am. So I found a good position after graduating from from school, and now, uh, you know, in in just less than three years, I'm in a leadership position there. My role greatly expanded over the last year. He's a tough leader. (laughs) I I manage a team of of scientists now. I'm out uh, regularly interfacing with customers and I think it's just I've been very thankful that the Lord has given me the skills and ability to be successful in the mm-hmm. field he's chosen for me to be in, and, and, and I'm very blessed uh, by his provision in, mm-hmm. in my life. And I want to also say another thing that has really uh, struck me is being thankful for having a strong family. So okay. again, yes, I know a, a lot of people are do not have uh, an intact family unit, and I've been very uh, blessed that I do have uh, a two parents, strong family, uh, close with my uh, cousins and relatives, and, and my brother and I are. Uh, so we have been, you know, we talk to each other a lot, and, and it's really nice to have other people who are believers walking with you and in, in mm-hmm. your family. Uh, and I've been very, very grateful. Was for there that something that happened this year, year that kind of like. Well, I mean, sparked they, it where you just noticed it more, or did you like see something else? Well, I mean, it's just the whole false accusations thing. You know, mm-hmm. we we talked a whole lot, my family and I, about that, and they really, you know, gave me encouragement to go through that situation, and uh, and also uh, when we when I suffered my second big challenge this year, which was a personal disappointment due to a rejection okay it, uh, family was really uh, strong in, in helping support me and help as i processed that okay uh yeah so are we going to talk about the rejection i guess we can talk about the rejection uh you know it's been a very long time since uh, i've you know tried to pursue a relationship right and mm-hmm. you know the i think in my testimony episode back in season one, I talked about a, a horrible rejection from years ago, yeah. and I, I never really 
recovered for that from a long time. And then I was in grad school and that took up all my time. So here I am again. Uh, and it didn't work out uh-huh. the way I had, had wanted to. And, and so that was really awful. And I had to grapple with so that. So what, what, what did you time. do to try to recover from that? Or before we talk about how you recover from that, kind of describe what were the thoughts that ran through your mind, you know, when, when you received the rejection? I was just, I was disappointed. I was, I was disappointed and discouraged because yet again, mm-hmm. you know, rejection from someone were you mad at god yes yeah uh i was and i will tell you why i i think when we talked about the disappointment with god episode mm-hmm. last season i had said i didn't get angry at god before but then this happened and so this is different to this was different to me because back when that whole first rejection happened when i was younger i prayed that god would protect my heart and not allow me to develop feelings for somebody who he didn't want me to be with and then this happened. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, God, how could that happen? Like, you're supposed to yeah. protect me. Why did you let this happen? Yeah. And uh, that was uh, that was a challenge, you know, because I certainly hadn't been expecting that. I didn't understand uh, how I could find myself in that circumstance. Uh, and I... You know, to some extent, I still don't understand. I, mm-hmm. I don't. I've prayed. I've talked with God. I've I've even questioned God about this. And it's just, uh, I don't have a satisfactory answer. Now, you know, I will say, and hopefully, you know, you don't get mad at me for throwing this out there. Over the years, I've known you, and I've known Alex, how long now? 11 years. Is it 11 years? And yeah. I will say, you know... You know, so the audience doesn't just think this is just something minute. Because I will say, you have grown from that rejection moment from years ago. It took you a lot to even want a relationship. Because I remember before, you never wanted a relationship at all. You always said, I never, you already said, I'm never getting married, all this kind of stuff. It just had a real just cancellation thought. Like, never imagine yourself getting married or in a relationship and stuff. And I remember you, you, we were like, casually talking and you just said, you know, I really feel like God has put in my heart to believe again that I could have a relationship and that this is for me too. And so, cause you know, sometimes we have disappointments in life where we totally block out like a possibility for something to happen, you know, whether right. it is going for like that top job management job or, right. you know, having kids and you've been, you know, the doctor says, you know, you can't have kids, you know, due to physical Problems. Right. And, you know, you kind of like block it off and then, you know, you're trying. So you're trying to open, open that door again. And then you're experiencing, you experience this past year of once you're trying, you know, to have faith and believe God and have confidence and walk out in faith and step out on this. And then a rejection or a heartbreak happen. Right. And so just so the audience can see the bigger picture of this, because, you know, I'm sure there's audience members that have gone through the similar thing, you know, maybe not in relationships, but in different aspects. I'm sure there are audience members who have gone through this in relationships. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure too, but I'm just saying, you know, it can be applied in different ways as well. You know, going for, like I said, going for that top job, you know, you finally had confidence to go for it and believe that you could be something better. And then the world system wants to say, no, you're not better. And, you know, put keep you at a low class or whatever. And so it was a step of faith for you to really put yourself out there and try, you know, trusting in God. Now, how did you recover? You said you went through being disappointed at God and you felt like God let you down and all that kind of stuff. And how do you, where where are you at now? Well, the first thing I had to realize is that God doesn't ever let people down, right? So 
I had to realize the fault was mine. Mm-hmm. It wasn't his. It was on me. And so... Why would you say the fault is yours? Because it's like... It's, it's God has a good plan, right? Jeremiah 29, 11 tells us this. Mm-hmm. And he does not... He's not... He's. I don't think, anyway. He's going to allow me to be put situation where... Uh, he didn't want that from me, and and because I was seeking him at the time, and still am, he's not going to allow this bad situation. At least I don't think so. To to occur just just because if I'm actively in him and not walking in sin at the time, because mm-hmm. I and I I don't know I because I, I think just you look at like Moses and and other you know people in the in the Bible Noah when they're walking with god he tends to keep them out of the trouble Mm -hmm. and for those and and you can see this also in like exodus and in numbers you know where some of the israelites try to rebel against moses and complain and they're full of sin and other ones are not and so god keeps the righteous ones spares them from the trouble um you see this with caleb and joshua where you know, even though they have to go through some 40 years of wandering, God keeps them safe. God mm-hmm. doesn't take let them die like all those other people who sinned, and he allows them to go into the promised land and become leaders and, mm-hmm. and take that. So that's where why I say, you know, there's examples in, in Scripture of God keeping people who are faithful to him away from these bad circumstances. Uh, well, it's interesting that you see it that way because I see it as sometimes when we're stepping out in faith and trying to believe for the things that God has for us, we do hit those roadblocks. And I think it's a test to see, are you going to keep believing? Because as you were saying that with Moses, it brought to my remembrance, you know, the first attempt when Moses told them that God said, you know, that was a step of faith to go to Pharaoh and background of Egypt during that time, Egypt was like the top city in the known world at that time. So this was like a powerful city. So going, yeah, country. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. It's a country. country sorry. <laughs> <laughs> country of that time to be like, God has said for, you know, for you to release us, that we might go free. The first attempt didn't go well. The second attempt didn't go well. Third attempt, it didn't go well. God had to, you know, it went through 10 attempts for it to happen. And it was a step of faith for Moses and the Israelites to keep believing of we're going to be free as God has said, you know, we're going to get set free. So sometimes I think when we hit those roadblocks, it's kind of a, a, a test for us to say, are you going to keep believing and trusting in the word of what I said, and, you know, are you going to, you know, or are you just going to let one roadblock set you back? Yeah, and it, it could be a, a test to further someone's strength. Again, I don't know why this happened. Mm-hmm. All, all I can, so clearly this was not the right thing, and I had to, you know, keep walking uh, with the Lord and not allow this one moment to derail my faith mm-hmm. and, and derail uh, my life, but I, I will tell you, you know, in the aftermath of this, uh, dangers of envy reared its head because you look at the circumstances of others and you're like, why is it? Or at least I was like, why is it that all these people are successful yeah, yeah, yeah. and they are living in sin? Uh, and I know that these are these are unbelievers. I am describing. Um, and why is it that I am not able to? Uh, have something similar Mm -hmm. like a successful relationship like these people Mm -hmm. and you know we talked about envy in a previous episode and and so i go back to psalm 73 which is my favorite 
book in all of scripture and basically says, you know, yeah, these uh, sinning people, these bad people, they have it good on earth, but they're going towards destruction. Mm-hmm. And once you realize that as a believer, it's like, oh, well, you know, I guess I guess I'd rather be where I am than, than be where they are despite all of this. And, and it just goes to show, too, you know, a relationship is not going to truly make you happy. Yeah. I, I, it's, I shouldn't say that. It is not going to fulfill you. Okay. I don't think. I think only only God can do that. Mm-hmm. And, and there are people who will try to have relationships fulfill them. And I think we see, uh, in the case of a, a number of celebrities, the, their failures splattering the pages of the magazines mm-hmm. and everything. So clearly, you know, this is not the end-all, be-all that one ought to be pursuing in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, one ought to be pursuing a relationship with God because that truly, at the end of the day, is the only thing that is fulfilling. And so I spent quite a bit uh, of time in, in prayer uh, trying to understand this better. And, and at the end of the day, you know, I just have to come to the conclusion that God has the future of his people in his hands mm-hmm. and that, as uh, Jeremiah says, he has a good plan for us, plans to prosper us. And we just have to rest on that, even if we don't quite understand everything. And, and that can be hard for some people yeah. to not understand the plan, but I have come to realize I just, I'm not God. Yeah. And there's going to be some things that he does that I don't understand. And I, I have, I have come to a place of acceptance in this to the point. It doesn't, doesn't really bother me anymore that I just don't understand. It's like, I just don't. Well, I want to touch back on what you said about, you know, people looking for relationships to find completeness. You know, the Bible says in Colossians, you know, in Christ, we are complete, you know, we are complete. And, you know, God is, you know, what I'm learning, God is the source of our life. And if you really have faith in God, you know, the Bible says that no good thing will God withhold from you. Um, I think it's in the book of Psalms um, that no good thing uh, will he withhold from you. But, you know, if, if it's meant to be kind of like, if it's meant to be, you know, for a relationship or whatever it is that you need in life, God will give it to you at the same time. You know, will give it to you at the right time. I think that's what this heart is waiting for is the right time. Cause yeah. our timetable is always like now. And God's right. like, no, I already have a plan laid out. You know, the Bible talks about that all the days of our lives are planned out in his book and stuff. So God has our, our lives planned already out. It's just a matter of waiting for that day um, to show up. And it's just a matter of, will you hang on until that time shows up? The Bible says, um, be not weary in doing what is right because in due time you shall reap if, if you faint not. Yeah. And it can be hard. It can be hard. Yeah. And, and that's where I go back to that Psalm 73, mm-hmm. because it, it really is just good to know that if you are on the right path, God is going to be with you. Exactly. Yeah. And, and uh, that, I think, is, is really what we all who are in this boat need to, to understand. And, and I guess the other thing is it, it, it's probably it, it's better to be unhappily single than unhappily in a relationship, I think. Right? I don't know. I'm a little different. I don't want to be unhappy at all. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I would rather, you know, I don't want to be unhappy at all. You know, I think because, you know, since we're talking about this relationship and stuff, I think it's more important. I think it's just important to find peace, just find peace 
in whatever stage of life that you're at. And, you know, I was talking about, you know, I'm single as well at the moment. I don't, you know, I have found peace in my life to say at this stage, I have peace and I have joy right now. And so when the next chapter or the next level that God wants to take me to appears, I will enjoy that level because, you know, there'll be, there's going to be a new season in Ecclesiastes. It talks about, there's a time for this and there's a time for that. So there's a time of being single. There's going to be a time of being married. So enjoy the time. I'm going to, at least this is the way I tell myself, I'm going to enjoy the time of my singleness because when it's over, it's over. So I will enjoy my single life as, as it's going. And then when the day comes, when I get married and have kids and a family and all that kind of stuff, I will enjoy that. My goal in life is to enjoy every stage in life. At least that's what it is for me. Yeah, no, that's, I think, the attitude that people ought to have when they approach this. Um, as for me, I have just focused more on, I, I, you know, when it's you're in a relationship, it's hard to travel. So I, I focused on how nice it is to travel because mm -hmm. that's something I really enjoy doing. And, and God has really allowed me to go many places. I've been to 26 states this year. I know. So wow. very, very, a lot of traveling. Well, I've only uh, been to like six states. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was told recently, actually, that uh, there could be some international opportunities in the next year. Too. Oh, where are we so, going? Uh, possibly Scandinavia, possibly the Dubai. So Dubai? Dubai, yes. They paying for it? Yes. Hey. So we will see. I've never been to Dubai. I've never been to Scandinavia either. I'm going to be a scientist for a week when you go to Dubai. So. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there might be a possibility to go to some other places too, but those are the two that I've heard about now, strongly. Now, to me, what's the most important thing to talk about reflecting, especially because it's the theme of our podcast, what, have you, what has been your spiritual life or the spiritual growth that has taken place over the past year? Over every, you know, your experiences and all that kind of stuff. What, what, looking back, what is, what is your spiritual growth? Because that's what I like to look over. Right. What has been my spiritual growth? Because that's number one most important. I think it's just been to rest in Him regardless of the circumstances. Mm -hmm. Now, describe rest. What do you mean by that? Realize that you do not have control. Mm -hmm. Realize that it is Him in control. And realize that he wants what is best for you so you can trust him with yourself. Okay. And come what may, I mean, he, he is going to have your back as long as you are standing beside him. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, has been the main takeaway this year. Uh, just relinquishing control and, and realizing there's literally nothing I can do to really change things yeah. well i don't you i don't want to i don't want to say it but it kind of sounds like a tone of giving up is it is that what you're trying to have you say you've given up or just saying or is it an active faith kind of thing of you know what i'm believing but i'm not going to stress out about it i think it's just god knows what is best for me mm -hmm. and i have to trust him regardless of how things turn out mm-hmm that's that's what I have mm -hmm. come to. I and I've said this before on the show. I don't know what is best for me, but I know mm -hmm. that he knows, and that is going to be good enough for me. Okay. So maybe not. I know you and I have disagreements about <laughs> this mindset, but that's that's where I sit currently. I don't. No, I mean, hey, it's your life, and you know, I'm always going to tell you, I'm I'm always I'm always of the optimism side. I um, know you are. Um, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to believe the best and hope for the best, and 
And hopefully that it's on the same page with God. And if God says, no, Avon, that is not what I have in plan for you or in store for you. I'm just going to say, oh, okay, and still try to keep a positive attitude. But I do know what it's like to when you have a disappointing disappointing moment in life where you kind of want something really bad and it doesn't come. And I've experienced that. I know what it's like and everything like that. So I've been there, done that, got the T-shirt. I still have the tissue box and all that kind of stuff. So I know, I know, I know, I know what it's like. So I understand. Yeah, so... I don't know what the future holds, but I, I do know that I will continue to walk with Christ uh, in the future, come what may, and I look forward to seeing how his hand uh, shows itself over the for the next year. Mm-hmm. So I think going forward, uh, God has demonstrated he is with his people even during the storm. And I think that that is really important for all of us in Christ to remember and to hang on to. He is with us even in the storm. And I think it is important to remember that God knows what is best for us and it is best for us to submit to him because he is wiser and more knowledgeable than every one of us. And I just want to end here with uh, Colossians 3, 23, 24, which Paul writes, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. It's working for the Lord, not for human masters since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. And so that really uh, is the point of all of this. This is why I have been able, I think, to be successful professionally is because I do my best to honor him with the, the work he's entrusted me to do. And I keep in mind that so long as I continue to, to walk with him, he he is gracious, and he does offer rewards mm-hmm. for this, and and that is something you can go back to. That's that's a promise from God, and we can hold on to that as we walk through life. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. So, <laughs> this is uh, uh, gonna wrap up this episode of the Paradigm Switch, and thank you all for listening. And of course, we are. Uh, heaven's favorite podcasters here on the show and I love that you have I love that you have embraced it's a catchy slogan it's a catchy (laughs) slogan but anyways I I hope our listening audience enjoyed listening today's paradigm switch I hope that they took some encouragement if you find yourself in the same similar situations that I am and next week we will discuss how Avon's uh, life over the last year has been and what lessons he's learned and what lessons he hopes to share with you I hope everybody has a good rest of your day Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Paradigm Switch Podcast. We hope that you have learned something new for your everyday life. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd appreciate a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure to tell your friends about the Paradigm Switch too. For more information on past or future episodes, please follow the Paradigm Switch Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Be sure to tune in for our episode next week as we continue renewing our minds to think right side up.